Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for The Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. And welcome back to the Toolbox, where we're filling up your stocking with the groove of light rocking. All this week, listen for your chance to play White Elephant. You can win fabulous prizes like a shrimp divainer, acne cream, nose hair trimmer, or a Barack Obama chia head. Right now, I'm serving up ambrosia. No, it's not jello salad. It's a mellow ballad, because you're rocking inside the Toolbox. There's a new sun rising I can see a new horizon That will keep me realizing You're the biggest part of me Did you love me here beside me? Did you close enough to guide me? I've been hoping you would find me You're the biggest part of me Studios in Glendale, California. This is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today from Let's Get Physical, Matt Jones. With Gina Grad on news, Bob Bryant on sound effects, and a round of nerd walking. And now, if he were Santa, every kid would get a 20 minute rant about masonry and repointing their chimney. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on. Mandate, get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. We also love our sponsors. We got On It coming up and uh, Simply Safe as well. Great sponsors. Check out onit.com slash Adam. Save some money and uh, Simply Safe.com slash Adam as well. Good day, Gina Grant. Good day to you. And Ball Brian. Oh, my balls hurt. How are your how are your balls? I uh, and uh, tip of the cap over there to to uh, Dawson for uh, nailing that uh, ramp up on the cold intro with the little ambrosia. If, if I can just highlight, yeah, it's not, it's not Jello salad. It's a mellow ballad. Strong, <laughs> very strong, strong, very strong. All right, so uh, Matt Jones is coming in. You probably know him from Breaking Bad, Badger, ba- Badger from Gina Breaking Bad. Wheeled upon I, learning who the guest was. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have a cold. A little little yet. Everybody has a cold, but Brian over here. Yeah, but Tessa's got it, it, so yeah, I'm due. I actually had a uh, fever last night for the first time in a million years. 
Yeah, my daughter's been sick for – she was sick for about a week, and then Olga was sick. She down the console. And, uh, but, you know, here's my point. It does not count unless you miss a day of work. You have to you have to miss work. If you don't miss work, then you're just somewhere between 100% and whatever you are now. Like, it's just – if you go, if, if your life, yeah. or it doesn't, whatever your life is, whatever the alteration is, yeah. whatever that is, whatever your plans right. were for the following day, if you maintain those plans. You're fine. But is there any, is there any regard for being patient zero? What's that mean? Like if you You're the come source in, of the, well, no, now, I get yeah. that, but You're I just mean, what, like, what's yeah. the regard? Oh, you mean like, like, now, like now everybody's sick and coughing around and they don't sound I don't, good. I don't think so. Okay. I don't like that. Okay. I want you to just suck it up and show up. I don't, I'm not down with that. Okay. I get sick every eight years, well, basically. The, re- the reason I ask is because um, the show that Tim used to work on, the, the showrunner over there, if anyone even sniffled around him, he'd freak out and say, I am a 75-year-old man. I cannot afford to get sick. It will kill me. Get out of here. Tim's 75? No, Tim's oh, showrunner. Yeah. He's 85. Oh, <laughs> oh there you okay. Go. No, but I knew so- there was an age. <laughs> I didn't know it was that great. There are some people that are just like, get yeah. out of here. Don't don't bring that around me. I don't, but we're I, not that's those just, people. That's, then, you, then everyone would just have to stay home all the time because everyone has some source of something. This segues nicely into my plight because I, I didn't talk about this last week, but Tessa came up with pink eye. Mm-hmm. And, that uh, kid is having a rough go. She went the first year of her life was remarkably healthy. Like she avoided all major illnesses. We're like, we have super baby. It must be the chemo. Like, like the, it must uh, you know transition to her. She's fighting off all illnesses. The last two months, ever since she turned one, she had the uh, hand, foot, and mouth. Then while we were on the cruise, she had like a bronchial thing. She had to go to like uh, the, the doctor, uh, and then uh, just pink eye in the last week. Can I just jump in real quick? Um, I just want to make sure everybody. You said it must be the chemo. Mm. Tessa's not sick. <laughs> right. Thank you for pointing that out. Okay. Yes, uh, I'll trans- transfer it on to her. But who is very, what we think of it was Gina was mentioning, you know, some people are very uh, um, draconian about stay home. Right. Blah, blah. The daycare will not allow anyone with the sniffle. You no. know what I mean, like if you're. Well, if you're, those kids aren't vaccinated because yeah, the parents are hitting. Everyone's gets, a puss. You got to expose the. the- Full exposure is the best thing that can ever happen to kids. Just yeah. exposure so, to everything. So she, she she was home all week with us with Pink Eye. Uh, uh, like you said, when you miss work or in her case, school or daycare or whatever, that's when you know that like you know you're you're uh, being put to the test because it was. Tough. Well, my problem tough. is is that I start to get I started to get sick last week and I just had tons and tons and tons of stuff. Like Mark Garagos is coming in here on Friday. You're going to lay down two. Um, what the hell's the name of our show? Reasonable doubts. Yeah. So Mark Garagos, is, he's not in town that often. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's he's got a schedule. What am I supposed to say? Like I got to tickle my throat, mm-hmm. tell Mark mm. I won't. Piss we'll off. have to reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. And then when do we reschedule? He comes in on a Friday. The thing drops Saturday morning. Yeah. When when so do no we? Room. What do we yeah. do? And then if you got Mark Garagos coming in here on Friday for a show that drops, I don't know. Is that on? Like. After midnight on Friday night, or like once the drop time, East Coast time, midnight in the East, nine p.m. our yeah. time. All right, so Mark Garagos is going to come in here in two in the afternoon, and then seven and a half hours later, the thing's going to air. Yeah. Well, what am I to do? Really, what are you to yeah. do now? If you work at Costco and there's seven hundred other employees, and you can just uh, go tag online out. and tag out, yeah. then someone else will just drive the pallet jack, and mm. you'll be fine. It doesn't matter if you don't work; it does a show. <clears throat> well, nobody else can drive Adam's pallet jack. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, um, 
something <laughs> I figured out with um, – so a couple things. I like uh, examining how people react when they're asleep because that's the closest you'll ever get to the truth. You know, people go, well – that guy's just an asshole because he's drunk. And you're like, yeah, but that's just true serum. You know, that's right. him or her just being who they, it'd, it'd be no who they would be. Going into I never liked you. Mike. There's really nothing better than being asleep. Okay. Sleep is even further. It's it's all you without the inebriation. Right. But you're still getting true reactions to yeah. everything. We know, exactly, we know exactly who you are. Well, he seemed bored by everything I said. He just kept snoring. <laughs> no, I... Lynette, I've always said that I think women are more physical than men. And, sure. and the reason I say it, more aggressive. And you go, well, no, men are more aggressive. No, no, men weigh 70 yeah. pounds more than women. Advantage. But the, I, I say if you're on a subway and you step on a woman's foot, she'll push you. Yeah. If you step on a guy's foot, he'll usually say, excuse me, or pull his foot out or whatever. They don't have a physical part of it. Is think we know we're bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, For the knee jerk, yeah. I got my uh, swat. I got my my cold going and uh, my thing going, and, and uh, I rolled over the other night, Saturday night. I was I was snoring, and Lynette just punched me, like she didn't. <laughs> like I do a thing when she snores, I try to figure out how to wake her up without yeah. scaring her. Right, you, you gently caress her cheek. Yeah, her roll hand her just went side. flying out, and she just whacked me. She stepped yeah. on me, Heisman Trophy style. Well, that's that's her when she's asleep. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, how she rolls. Yep. So she's definitely more physical than than I am. So she but here's the thing that's interesting. She whacked me while I was asleep. She didn't ball up her fist. It's just her hand went flying Swat. out. She was asleep. She's tired of the noise I was mm-hmm. making. The hand just went flying out and just smacks it. Stop it. <laughs> but something bigger in life, which is I stopped. Like big time, you knew your place. I did not want to. I didn't want to get whacked again. <laughs> yeah. like, your, I didn't want your that, behavior was corrected. I didn't want that feeling again. Yeah. And for the rest of the night, each time I sort of rolled over on my side and was her direction, I was I was very thoughtful about the whole thing. It, it, it was etched yeah. in my brain, and I thought I talked to people about the same goddamn thing thousands and thousands I of times. I know thousands. Thank you. You like where this is going, Dylan? Get in here. I have these same goddamn uh, conversations with the same goddamn uh-huh. people about the same goddamn thing. There is something to be said with the hand just smack. Just no, not the hand. How about just this comes off the heels of the, 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 the employees are supposed to be scared of you, right? <laughs> something that they can associate with a sting. Uh, because yeah. they don't have any association other than all right, this guy's droning on again. again about yeah. this, and since here we go again. Now I have a taser for me. Here we go again is the worst thing I can I can have with somebody. I am I cannot oh the taser. I cannot I would much rather somebody get a belt out and whack me than I would here we go again. Yeah. But for a lot of people, and I'm not talking about people on this side of the shop, although I am talking about people on this side of the shop, but people on the other side of the shop and just people in my life, they're bottomless <laughs> on the here we go again. That doesn't even it's it's literally it's like a sticks and stones. Right. It's you know sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never fucking make me do anything different than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> that that so if if you're a person who is told, geez, you do this or to stop doing that or let's not do it, and that makes a big impact in your life and your mo and your feeling is is 
man, do I never want to have that conversation mm-hmm. with that person again. I mean, it actually, if you go to take a lesson with a golf pro and he says, uh, you're pulling your head up, you know, keep your head down, mm-hmm. through, fall through your swing or whatever. If it never happens again, you're a great student. When you go with a professional driving school and they, they'll just start telling you stuff like, <laughs> hey, you know, after you shift the car, don't just rest your hand on top of the gear shift. Put it back on the steering wheel. You don't want to be driving with one hand. That's your tendency. But your goal should be for that person to never say right. it again. Be able to correct it in the moment. Right. Now, most people are wired for, um, I'm shifting from second gear into third gear, and I'm resting my hand on top of the gear shift knob, and the instructor is smacking me in the hand going, put the hand hand on the wheel, and now it's time to go from third to fourth. 40 seconds later, and the hand rests again on top of it. Like that's, a, that's how most everybody are. And then you go, but the guy just told you. Yeah, he just told me, but my instincts, what, what I do, my tendencies are much more powerful than the expert driving guy right. who's sitting next to me. On the other hand, if that guy just got a rubber band and held it out with his thumb and forefinger and said, right. give me the fleshy part of your underarm, lift your arm, lift your arm, and I will pull this thing, and I'm just going to put a paper clip on here, and I'm going to pull this thing back on the fleshy part of your underarm, and I'm just going to whack you once and put a sting on stinger on you. I bet that person wouldn't do that yeah. again. Yeah. You'd probably pick a pretty proactive approach to correcting. We really should take the Caesar Milan approach to people. To poke him, to poke him well, in the belly. <laughs> so, if, look, Lynette could have asked me nicely to stop snoring, but she said, "What would that have done?" <laughs> she got you right in the ribs. <laughs> for <clears throat> for me, it would have worked okay, but that would have got two and a half to three more times right. of her asking me nicely Please. again. But one quick poke that uh, startled me a little yep. bit. No mas, no more snoring, <laughs> no more. And I'm just saying, people, anyone who's listening, what's your thing? Like, yeah. I, it'd be nice if it was all verbal. Yeah. It'd be nice if I made the proclamation about, hey, when you open the thing of cookies, you got to take the uh, the uh, clip and fold it right. over and clip it or whatever. But that shall, that's almost undoable. Yeah. That's right. been a, that's been a multi-year conversation of when you tear open the bag of cookies, yeah. you got to fold it over or rinse out the coffee mug. But I suspect the... Um, Slingshot. Rubber band with the yeah. with the paper clip uh, under the meaty part underneath your underarm there. That's good. Yeah, Ooh, Corolla Show branded rubber bands. Our next merch. Yes. Yeah, everyone's on the cruises wearing the rubber bands. <laughs> That's safe. Well, whatever it is, I it's funny because I'm not a I'm I've never been a capital punishment corporal. or corporal. Sorry, corporal. He's super into capital. Corporal, corporal capital. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm into. I know it was uh, corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. Guy, but I do understand like a, a well placed whack straightens. Like, you want to get into something with Natalia, you can get into it for the next thousand years for her. Well, you have a great her. example with her, with Olga. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she, she spit on Olga once and Olga smacked her, and that was it. <laughs> Never happened again. Yeah. But, the, but the argument oh, stuff, man. that's gone. That, that'll go on in perpetuity. Right. Yeah. I don't okay. have any thoughts about hitting Tessa. I obviously have never done it to this point, but I figure at some at point, point she's going to spit on or do something that warrants a smack. Not move across her face, but like, you know, whack on the bottom or yeah. whatever. Like, uh, well, I, I have no thoughts. You hear people all the time say, hey, man, I don't know why everyone's so hard on people who do that to their kids. My dad did that to me. I never did it again. I, I'm a great citizen. Yeah. <laughs> 
everybody. Don't, uh, don't mind the keloid scar marks across her fanny. Put there by switch. But don't worry, it's messed her up sexually just enough to really blow your mind. Gina Grind, I mean, uh, I mean, turquoise, I mean, Don, I mean, uh, can't say five, say five, dude. Um, the, uh, so you're fine. Well, it didn't happen to me. Obviously. <laughs> I know, I'm personal, spoiled brass. The Dr. Drew answer for this <laughs> is, and I'll amend it a little bit, which is go ahead and do it if the child endangers themselves. Okay. Like if you're like just, going for the stove or something like that. Yeah, I. Like, no. I guess, although they don't really need that because they'll find out almost sure. immediately. But yeah, something like that. It's more like you're walking with your kid down the street and the kid just darts into the into the street. Okay. Right. Could easily be killed that way. That You're allowed okay. to give him a whack for that. But here's the thing that's funny. I just thought about it with Dr. Drew. It's mean, meaning you can use the only effective modality to get them to stop doing something only when they endanger when, themselves. Yeah. But once they get back in the house and they're just nagging the shit out of you and they will never stop that time. Yeah. You Don't can't do employ the, the effect. Yeah. You can't do the one that works there. You have to do the one where you have to That's talk right. to them and talk Towards, to them. And they just yourself. keep going and going and going. Yeah. I never really thought of it that way. The, um, but the other one is if something egregious, like they spit on the nanny. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> all right. I, uh, I have thoughts. Uh, about things um i want to talk about uh, oh and i got kevin hart from um his uh snl monologue just want you i just want to see if we can figure this one out oh. all right i want to tell you about uh on it man you heard me talk about on before amazing supplements like alpha brain buffalo meat warrior bars mct oil speaking of dr drew he loves that mct oil man on it, CEO Aubrey Marcus did a take a knee. We talked about going from college athlete to running a multi-million dollar health brand and his experience with ayahuasca. I'll uh, let you hear a little snippet of that. You know, I had an experience. It was about the 10th time where ayahuasca took me down this path where it was like, you know what? Not only you're going to die, it's that you never mattered. It's like, mm-hmm. you're nothing. You're the gum on nothing's shoe. Your water borrowed from the ocean and the ocean forgot. You're completely <laughs> worthless. And so I had to surrender. Like, even in my death, I had some idea like, well, I lived well. I'll leave a legacy. Some people will remember me. I was like, nah, bitch, you're nothing. So they filmed the whole thing, and you can watch the entire podcast and behind the scenes. Mini doc at onit.com slash Adam. Also get 10% off onit.com. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash M. Lots of great supplements over there. Check it out. And equipment as well. All right. Um, I told you almost every time I pop up on Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen, I got Kevin Hart next to me. <coughs> and he's such a megastar now. And there was no... <clears throat> there are guys I see where I go, okay, this guy's going somewhere. This guy's doing something. This guy's something. I never really got... What was going on with Kevin Hart? Didn't have the X factor to you. I don't know him. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I have nothing, nothing against him. He's in every third movie. Um, but I do remember sitting next to him on Comics Unleashed thinking, well, I'm, I'm not putting my money on this guy for the future. I should have, but I'm not. <laughs> um, then I uh, was playing a theater in Miami, and for some reason – they had Kevin Hart CDs up top. Comedy Central's putting something on, and me and Mike and 
Mike Lynch, I think we're driving from like Miami to Tampa or something, whatever, two hours away. I can't remember. And uh, I said, well, let's pop in the, the CD. Yeah. Let's let's check it out. I always feel it's my sort of Kanye West thing where I go, what are you doing, Ace Man? You're just judging, judging, judging because something is new or something is popular right. now or something is hot. The kids are into it. The kids are into it. But it can be good. Mm. But then I see Kanye West go on SNL point at the ceiling for 10 minutes and then leave. And I go, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe I'm on to something. I do try. So I said, this guy's young, hot stand up let's pop in the cd yeah, see what the fuss is about. and we popped in the cd and we drove to tampa or wherever we drove and we listened to the entire thing and nobody laughed at all and mm-hmm. i thought i don't think he has stand-up material mm-hmm. i think it's all kind of energy but i don't know where the jokes are and i uh, do not begrudge uh, the man the uh acting career but as far as doing the stand-up and selling out the arenas. Yeah, so, I don't know the stand-up. He, so, he, sold, he had that big concert uh, movie that was like half movie. Half oh, concert. yeah, yeah. yeah he so, obviously sells that huge arena. So I, I, um, what, so what I did mm. is I knew he's hosting SNL, so I watched it Saturday night. Uh-huh. And, and most comedians will just go out there. See, it's super simple. <clears throat> when you're an action hero, actor, or whatever – not a stand-up, not not somebody who has a lot of comedy chops. Right. You can always tell because they start saying two words and then someone from the audience oh, yeah. interrupts them yeah. and then or they go back. Or a cast member comes out and you know, right. does, right. thing with does a musical right. number. Stand-ups do their stand-up. Mm-hmm. They, they take a chunk of their act that they know like the back of their hand so right. they don't have to rehearse and cue cards and everything. And then they somehow kind of shoehorn it in yeah. and make it, make do it work. do a five or seven minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see like when Louis C.K. would do it. He'd do Louis C.K.'s act. So what you're then going to get basically from the stand-up is kind of a best of five minutes of their their stand-up. So I just thought I'd play the audio for you guys. And you can tell me if I'm being a little harsh or there's really not any jokes. So excited to be here, man. So many amazing things going on right now. Uh, where do I start? First and foremost, Jumanji. I have Jumanji coming out soon. Extremely excited about that. Uh, I can talk about the fact that this is my third time hosting Saturday Night Live. My third time on the stage. Excited about that. Uh, I'm about to go on my third tour. My third tour, irresponsible tour. I'm excited about that, people. Big things are happening right now. I just had my third baby. I just had baby number three. Yes. Yes, I did. Now I can admit, I can admit to everybody that I wasn't, I wasn't excited about having a baby in the beginning. When we had the idea of having a baby, I wasn't thrilled. I didn't know if I wanted the baby. That's just me being honest. Don't judge me. I'm being honest. I didn't know if I wanted the baby. The reason why is because I got two babies already. My daughter, 12. My son's 10. I told my wife, I said, babe, I got the best of both worlds. I did it. We married. So technically, those babies are your babies. That's what I told her. Those are your babies, too. She said, I know, but they old. I want new ones. I said, well, first of all, don't, don't talk about my kids like they use cars. Don't do that, okay? These kids run perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with these kids. The thing is, for me... I didn't want to deal with that two-year-old age again. That was my fear. That's a tough age, man. You got to have a lot of patience to deal with that two-year-old child. Think about it. All you do is repeat yourself all day to a two-year-old child. That's all you do. You say the same thing over and over again to a two-year-old child. Hey, hey, what'd I say? Look at me. 
Look at me. No. When I say, I, look at me. Look at me. When I, no. When I say, put it, look. Ah. No. Look. Ah. What is that? What is, what is, ah. That's not even a word, but we made it a word. Go up behind a stranger that you don't know and go, ah. I bet they duck. I bet they duck. Because it always follows with a hit. You got to have too much patience, man. There's so many things I don't like when it comes to little kids. I'm going to tell you what I really don't like. I don't like these younger women that are making these older men have these babies. I don't like it. I was at a party. I saw a 60-year-old man with a two-year-old baby. It disgusted me. I didn't like it one bit because he couldn't keep up with the baby. The baby was too much for him. He was treating the baby like the baby was a loose basketball at a playground. You should have seen it. He, hey, hey, my man. Hey, look up. Grab that baby. Pass that baby back to me, please. That's my baby. Hey. The please, audience hey, is doing a lot of pantomime. Doing right a lot there. of That's yeah, baby. it's mostly hey, it's mostly that. Baby back to me, please. How did there's no jokes though, right? It's a combination of observations and performance. He's performing mostly performance. Hey, you, hey, you can right keep there. it rolling. Hey, please keep it you. going. Right there. Keep, hey, yep, right there. Come here for a second, pantomime. please. Uh, I don't know how to get the stroller down. Okay, like I got it up, but I can't get it down. It's like I took Viagra and I don't know what to do afterwards. Okay. I said, look, man, it's a new stroller. The new strollers are a touch and release. All you got to do is tap the button in the middle. You tap the button in the middle, the stroller's going to collapse. He said, can you show me how to do it? I did it. I tapped the button in the middle, stroller collapsed. He lost it. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I need you in my life. He said, can I get you to follow me to my car and help me properly strap my baby in the car seat? I said, what? He said, let's just hypothetically right. say I didn't do you it right it. on the way over. Yeah. High energy act out. It's with tons of premise. stuff, but there's nothing. I wouldn't even know what to quote. No. I don't begrudge the man, but how do you do the arenas with that? And I, I have no idea. It's just, it's a know. weird thing. Which is, I've never heard that guy tell a joke. Like, yeah. I've never been like, oh, did you hear what Kevin Hart said? That thing's funny. And there's tons of super funny comedians who say super funny things that you could write yeah, down. Nothing, but it, yeah. at least the the crowd's reaction sort of, I think, matched what was going on. There was no howling. There was no uh, applause breaks. There were delightful, you know, mirthful chuckles. Yes. But it wasn't, I mean, it, it. yeah, you're right. It's just sort of semi-delightful storytelling. So it was, yeah. I mean, you listen observation yeah. now, mixed with the acting it all out. But right. now you got to picture this guy selling thousands of CDs wow. and you have to picture just listening to that. Translate. No, no. just okay. listening to that. Like even watching it's a little boring, but just listening to it when you're driving to Tampa is like where I'm not hearing any funny yeah. anything. Yeah. All right. All right, I'm bitter. dancing around, you probably, you know, get a little more out of it. But it's a weird thing. So this is why I would be no good as a scout, because I would never see this guy at a club and go, oh, no, we has got to go to the next level. Yeah. Or we got to sign him or we got to whatever. It's probably a big advantage to playing to his crowd, too. You know what I mean? What's like, that supposed those, to mean, Brian? No, Brian, that those, was his was that crowd. Was his crowd. Can we cut this out, please? Their crowd. Like, at yeah. the, like in, the, in the arenas, everyone's paying big money to go <laughs> no, see No, saying him. black crowd. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm saying. Was that okay. obvious? Yes. I, I think there's an element in it. I'm not sure if you get the Jews. Out. Ah, not yeah, down with that. No, they, no. they need a they little more meat on the comedy bone. All right, we're going to do. Uh, we got to do. Uh, should do nerd walking, yeah. right? We just wanna... It was done at the Star Wars premiere. Apparently. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the nerds uh, come out for that. Yeah, let me just blow out uh, a couple of calls here. Jason, 42, Michigan. Hi, Adam Ball, Gina, get it on. Yeah, man. Hey, so um, I, I called because I thought of uh, like a Music Monday topic you guys might find interesting. 
for the audience, we haven't done Music Monday on the podcast. You used to do nope. the radio show all the time. Yep. yep. But, what uh, is it? Yeah, I probably saw it the last time I called you guys was probably about 2009 on the radio, so it's been a while. All right, what's your idea? Okay, so I, uh, you know, I, I think you guys have touched on this once or twice, like uh, talking about, say, Hollow Notes, where you know they might have a really good song, but you know then they got your your man eater and it's a song that's horrible. So I thought there's probably a, a few bands that have you know such a wide range, and I'm you know. I'd like to throw one out to you guys. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say uh, Eurythmics. Um, you got, like, um, Sweet Dreams, which is, you know, early 80s techno-pop crap. Yeah, their songs and go from bad uh, to really bad. I was going to say, can you hang up on yourself now? I'm glad that Brian no, no, hates no, Eurythmics. No. Uh, a lot of people hate <laughs> oh, A lot of people okay. love that. I can't say they suck because maybe to musicians they're fantastic, but they are grading. But, they but are grading. Annie uh, like Lennox, the mi- you don't like Annie Lennox. She she can say she has talent. She's talented, but, but her like like oh the music people like abusive. Missionary Man and oh. stuff. They're just so grating. Yeah, they're glowing. They're horrible. They're well, there's there, there's one though. Um, uh, what, what about uh, Would I Lie to You? It's like probably Ooh, one no, of the no no that's no the worst no no like no, no that's not that's not the worst. What's the worst? The worst. I, I don't hate Missionary Man. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> I saw a really great drag number to it, so I have a good memory. Yeah, but it's a shit song. Oh. If you hear Missionary <laughs> Man. And What I Lie to You has big horns. Oh. So most songs can hide behind. It's, it's like section. a fat chick with big hair. Like you can hide behind this big hair. You put this wall of horns behind you. Um, yeah. This stuff doesn't rhyme or anything. So coming around with a song. But don't mess with a missionary, man. My mother told me good. My mother told me strong. She said, be true to yourself and you can't go wrong. But there's just one thing that you must understand. You can fool yeah. with your brother. But don't mess with a missionary, man. Missionary. Where do you stand on Broken Glass with the solo It's fine. There's a couple of. She has a couple of good songs, but most of her stuff sucks, and it just grinds you, and it's fucking horrible. And people don't really single them out for being as horrible. And 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 we shouldn't be hearing all these songs like Sweet Dreams. We shouldn't be hearing yeah, these songs. It's enough with Sweet Dreams. To answer his actual question, bands with the biggest yeah. range, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Aerosmith. Their early stuff is just so great, so gr- rock and roll, you know, very uh, raw and stripped down. And then what they became in the 90s with the, all, the, all the the Diane Warren and all the... Uh, uh, one, of the one of those terrible songs like uh, Amazing or whatever Crying it was. Or- Crying. all those terrible songs. One of them came on the radio, Christy and I were in the car and i was like change it quick she's like i like this song like, no you don't it's well, a good and he went country too for a good few. E- uh, it's a good example except for they tarnished i like a lot of that stuff or, or falls in the tool toony stuff for you don't me. like crying no yeah i like that song <laughs> i, I mean i agree i look i like the old aerosmith i mean right. you guys should listen to toys in the attic yep. and rats yeah. in the cellar That's and like the stuff great band, and then they went on to go you know they, they kind of did what chicago did mm-hmm. But I have to admit that this I don't want to just hate on the new stuff because ah, it's new stuff. I, I will. I will. Mention I, there's a couple they're, of tool tunes in there. Clearly, well crafted pop songs. People like them. They were popular for a reason. Right. I, I don't think they're good songs. All right. I'm. Uh, I'm with you. I don't. I don't know. 
see the thing about like you take like whole notes you go sarah smile and some of the rich girls okay and some stuff's pretty good 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 pretty good like, it's a good song yeah it's a good pop song mm-hmm. and then well, when you go to adult when you go to adult education yeah. you go i i heard man eater the other day it was in my car and i just had to listen to the whole thing. it is <laughs> like that scab you got to pick it yeah. it let's not confuse man eater uh. for um for what song we're just talking about uh, rich girl Sarah or smile or smile no, no, I'm talking about uh, uh, Sweet Dreams. Yeah, no, no, I'm the band we're talking Aerosmith? about, Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm He's trying to say. He's got the Sorry. <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is, is um, Man Eater mm-hmm. is a thousand times worse mm-hmm. than the yes. stuff you don't yes. like right. by Aerosmith because is, those songs were put yes. together. Right, at one least. is bland and vanilla, and one is is aggressively offensive. <laughs> Thank you. And also, I mean, it's obvious, but when you say the band with the most range in history is the Beatles from their early 60s up to, say, the White Album, I mean, does it get more range than that? Yeah, but that's, but that's, not, his, that's not what he's positing. He's saying, he's good, saying good to bad, but you're right. No, the, the range is there. It's, in it's general. good to great. Yeah. yeah, but you're changing his his rules well, of I didn't his much game. care for his rules. It's got to be <laughs> range, not, not in terms of progression, range in terms of horrible, horrible to good. All right. Rolling Stones quietly are up there. Yes, 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 yes. Not they quietly. have some horrible. Apparently not so quiet. <laughs> no, they're horrible. They've had they have some like emotional rescues, like the worst. They have some horrible, painful, offensively bad songs. Elton John's kind of up there too. I was he can that do too. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go on with you like that. Uh hey Robert, thirty five North Hills. Yes, sir. Hello, Adam. What's going I on? I wanted to ask you. Yeah. How are you able to forgive Dr. Drew? When you asked him not to sign the million-dollar contract, and then he went ahead and signed the million-dollar contract, and then he left it up to you to fend for yourself. What and I do now. Incredibly, hmm. yes. It was so incredibly amazing the way you were able to come back from that when in, in Hollywood this happens all the time and the project self-destructs. You were able to keep Love Lying alive and your friendship with Dr. Drew alive, anybody else would have been in the state pen by now because it would have strangled Dr. Drew. Anybody else. Anybody else. Not a else. jury would convict him. <laughs> um, I got to say this. Um, other, a couple things. Uh, like Kevin Smith jacked me out of 500 grand and then lied about it. I, and I don't think he's a good guy to boot. So I don't want to hang out with Kevin Smith. Dr. Drew screwed me by signing this contract but i think he's a good guy so first thing you have to weigh in is who is the person (laughs) that did this negative deed Um, his wife well yes robert he's p whipped (laughs) and and i'm sure and also the other thing i tried to do and i try to tell people all the time where they're like you know that everybody will have their thing like um Mike August is a perfect example. Mike August does has 10 th- out of 10 things, eight, eight of them you'll like, and then two of them will drive you nuts. And everyone wants to go, well, Mike said, or Mike should have, or Mike did this. And I just go, you know who he is, yeah. right? You know who he is. Part of the whole package. You know what he does. Yep. I wish we could fix those other two things, <laughs> but that's why he's available. Yeah. It's those two <laughs> things is why he's not on Martha's Vineyard lighting cigars with a $100 bill with James Baby Doll Dixon. That's why he's here slugging it out with us. So these two things that you want to fix, if you fix them, he wouldn't be here. So count your blessings. Yeah. Know who he is. And then you can get angry by those two occasions, the, the things or the events, but then you have to move on. Yeah. So 
Drew, I always knew Drew was a good guy who was scared. He's like scared of money. And he was also scared like if somebody said, sign this, he'd go, oh, but we got to sign it. And I'd go, we don't have to sign it. We've worked without a contract for a year in the past, so you don't need to sign it. Like they said to sign it. Like, so I know he's scared. I know he's scared of money. And I know his wife is scared and scared of money and P whips him. So I was assuming she knows what I feel. I was assuming that that played a hand and that it was a, a fearful thing. So I said to him that I just said to him, look, uh, I don't, I don't like that action. I don't like what you did. I like you. I don't like what you did. And, and I think it's easy to say, well, if that's stuff that you do repeatedly, then that just becomes you. Who you are. But I don't think that's who he was. I think he was a, he was a guy. He was a, a nice soccer mom who went out and got a DUI uh-huh. and ran up. But he's not a criminal. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, we still ran over a kid by mistake or whatever, but that's not a killer. I don't know why we don't do more of that in our society. Try to figure out who this person is, not this like one deed they may have been involved with, but who they are sort of globally. Harvey Weinstein's nodding furiously right now. <laughs> Seriously. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. So I was sort of like, I know you're a good guy. I didn't like this <laughs> thing that you did to me, but... As long as you're done doing it, then we shall move forward. And uh, that's what we did. And as it turns out, I'm right. He is a good guy. Well, and that, I, I do appreciate him. That takes a pretty high level of uh, EQ on your part, uh, you know, emotional quotient, because some people would just say, you know what? We had a good thing going and this was unforgivable and goodbye. But for you to be able to factor everything in is a good lesson for everybody listening, including us. Well, you also Still time. You, you, <laughs> you can remove yourself from the equation. Uh-huh. If you said to Dr. Drew, would you like to sign this contract and guarantee you a million bucks a year and have a magic wand so Adam could have a contract for a million dollars a year as well, he would have said for sure. He would have probably bent over backwards to make that happen. So I never looked like I never. It's also another important thing is don't assume people are doing things to you. They're doing stuff for them. That is going to affect you. you. But Drew is signing that for himself. And then something negative was happening to me. I don't look at it. He's gunning for me or he's coming after me. A lot of people do that. They go, oh, why? How could you do this to me? You gutted me. What'd you do? What about my family? What are you doing to me? me. He's not doing anything to me. He's doing something for himself. And that is affecting me. Now, you could go, well, that's kind of the same thing. Well, you end up at the same place, but it's not the same thing yeah. emotionally. How you got there. He didn't have it written to his contract that uh, Adam's got to get screwed on this. <laughs> I only want this yeah. if Adam doesn't get it. Yes. All right. But it was it was a difficult year. and um, It's a difficult night to be a love line. Yeah. yeah. And uh, The guest is like, so... I remember he was... <laughs> Call he, screener. He was out a lot. <laughs> I remember that. I just remember him being gone, but I remember the thing that drove me nuts is... Oh, God. Well, another hurricane. It was in a band. Anyway, Incubus or somebody came in. <coughs> they were donating. Everyone's donating money. And I think it was Katrina. Was it? What, no, was probably it? Katrina. Probably yeah, it Incubus. Like, oh, it was like 05. Oh, sure. Yeah, nice something guys. like that. And Drew, once again, was gone picking up a nickel in New York. And I was holding down the fort, getting paid a third, less than a third. And uh, I used to hate it because I have to keep coming into work while he was getting paid. A million bucks. I was getting two hundred seventy-five grand, <clears throat> and he was getting paid in New York, not 
not here. It would drive me nuts because if I wasn't there, they'd just run no best of. They wouldn't do it. So I'm sitting here. And the guy from um, – maybe I should hate Drew. The guy – one Brandon? of the guys from Incubus or something, and they, they said, look, we're we're raising money for Katrina. We're putting you on the spot, like into the mic. You know, and they said, we're putting you on the spot. We want money. How much are you going to give or something? And I remember we went back and forth a little and ended up being like three grand. I'm, I'm down with three grand for, for Katrina. And I remember at the time thinking, uh, I just took a 68% pay cut. Right. I got a couple of, uh, oh, I didn't have kids yet. Um couple of cars. But uh, there's a lot of stuff in flux here. And um, uh, anyway, so when Drew got back from New York making money and then making all this money. On top of money. I said to him, listen, you weren't here. These guys were here. You're cutting a check to Katrina. I'm on the hook for three grand. And then I said, you don't have to go to three grand, but you better give something. (laughs) You better give something because you weren't here because you're making money and you're making three times as much as me. And I gave him three grand. And you give him something. I said uh, okay, Fair. all right. And then like a week later, week went by, and I went like, "Did you give them that check?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Wow, I'm pretty casual with your <laughs> no." Blase. But uh, I'm not. Look, and I know you're going to cut him a check for two hundred bucks, and I gave him a check for three grand. But you better give him something, even if it's just symbolic. Yep. You give them something because you weren't here that night. You're out making money somewhere else, and I was, and I on it for three grand so you give them something and then uh, about two weeks went by after that i was like did you give those guys a check yet and he went uh no <laughs> i said why not and he said you know where that money's going <laughs> <laughs> right up the hurricane's uh, nose wow did that right. feel awesome that felt so awesome to me true <laughs> yeah i know hey uh robert now i'm angry uh, you should be. You're, should be. You're, you're, you know, you've been you've been able to forgive two transgressions of huge amounts of money. This is two times. Shame on you twice. You can't let it happen again. Oh, you're right. Now he's calling you out. What's the other one? Wait, well, who used Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart was number one, and Doctor True number two. I don't know that you. Mm. I don't know. Those aren't the same. You just said you don't you don't particularly care for Kevin. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, but well, Kevin Smith, he means well, there's nothing yeah. to forgive for that. He just we just signed contracts and then he got paid and I didn't get paid and he got paid because he figured out a way to call them and get me pushed out of the deal that he wanted to be in in the first place. So and then he lied about it. That's the uh, that's the other thing. But yeah, could have used that 500 grand. I'll uh, you I'll say that. Notice it was gone. You're right. <laughs> Hey, uh, Glenn, 55, Torrance. Hey, Adam. So I'm wondering, mm. I'm wondering when uh, Lynette goes on a Mangria bar crawl and thinking there's a bunch of drunk dudes hitting on her because she's definitely a MILF. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what, which, one, which one of your lackeys you trust with your most valuable asset. No. This is a good question. I've wondered this, too. Like, who's the Lynette handler? You know what I, I, mean? I got to like, guess. Keep, keeping, uh, keeping the creeps away. Yeah. I would assume I love my fans, and my fans are fantastic, and they these, love Lynette. But these are bars too. You yeah, other drunk. people, you know, but yeah. other, other people. Patrons. I never thought about it. I just assume that everyone's kind of looking out for everyone. It's community. Aspect. I would. I would think in in the bar crawl scenario, Jay's your man. Oh, Jay Miller, Jay Joe, yeah. Jay Joe, salt College of the athlete. earth, yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah, he'll stiff arm him. All right, we'll go with uh, Jay Joe, and yes, she is my most precious commodity. 
Let me tell you about Simply Safe. Then we'll uh, bring Matt Jones and we'll play some nerd ro- walking with Matt Jones. Simply Safe, getting a good night's sleep. Easier said than done. What about that, man? You hear some noise in the middle of the night. Turn on the lights. What do you do? Sleep with one eye open? I'll tell you what you should get. Simply Safe. It's a complete security arsenal with motion sensors, glass break sensors, high definition security cameras, everything you need to keep your family safe. Order it online in minutes. In a few days, it'll show up at your doorstep. So take a couple of minutes, go online, put together the package you want. Then it shows up on your doorstep. Just open the box, plug it in, peel and stick, up and running under an hour. No hard wiring, no contracts, no hidden fees. Go to Simply Safe. Let's get some protection for 2018, people. SimplySafe.com slash Adam. Get a special 10% discount. SimplySafe.com slash Adam. Get 10% off your order. At simplysafe.com slash app. Matt Jones, let's get physical. Very funny new show he's got on. You know him as Badger from Breaking Bad and many other things as well. We'll talk to him right after Good Sports. Good Sports. It's time for a sports segment. It's time for a Sunday. It's time to get it started. NFL highlights. Mixed martial arts fights. Riffing on basketball Podcast One Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to this week's presentation of Podcast One Sports. Good Sports. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla over there. Yes, we are bringing it on home for the calendar year 2017. This and over the next four days ensuing. Uh, I will remind you, of course, as the playoffs draw ever closer, check out uh, the Dave Damashek football program at NFL.com slash podcasts and or at iTunes. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, you know, just like uh, the uh, the uh, Pardon My Take boys do. That's worked out nicely for them. Let's give that a shot. Anywho, yeah, we got all the gang there getting ready for uh, the postseason and helping you do the same. All right. Sorry about that, Ace. What's mm. the poop, fella? Happy holidays. Yeah, man. You know, I'm getting a little, sorry, my voice is uh, starting to go, go yeah, out a little hell? bit. what the hell? Well, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of a cold. It's, uh-uh. going, around, uh, it's going around the house. Um, I, uh, I'm watching a lot of commercials, a lot of these holiday commercials, mm. a lot of couples, good-looking couples, mm-hmm. giving each other high-end gifts like Mercedes-Benz, Lexus, and, and whatnot, a lot of car-giving commercials. It used to bother me. The one with the giant bow the on it. The big bow, yeah. Was always a dream of mine to, to come out and have the car with the bow or the pony with the bow or the Schwinn with the bow, anything with a bow, you know, anything where you had to leave where you were mm-hmm. to receive the gift. You know what I mean? The gift is too grand to present indoors. Yeah. You well, must come out. We outdoors. got a great gift for you. Grug, lay it on me. No, no. You got to come with me for this one. What? Yeah. I didn't have come with me. I always had uh, your shit's over there. Well, see that we wrapped it in the newspaper. It's down there. Is that literally? Yeah. Was newspaper like, wrapped? Well, we had some of the worst Christmases ever. At, at a certain point with my family, I just wised up and I was like, look, 
I don't have a job. You know, I'm, I'm 11 years old or I'm 13 years old or whatever it is. I don't have a gig. So I essentially have a job two days out of the year. I got my birthday and I got Christmas. And those are the two days I get paid out of the year. So what if you just had a job and you just got paid two days out of the year and then some idiot randomly just sort of spent that money on stuff they thought Dave may enjoy? <laughs> oh, hey, I got you another Rubik's Cubes. I, I don't play, I didn't play with the last one. Oh, ah, I guess you could take it back. I don't know. Like, w- would you trust that? You would never do that. So I was smart. I was like, boy, man. I, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I know, Ace. The, the the two ends of the spectrum from which we hail and how we wound up in 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 close to the same circumstance. You got zero love. I got too much. And I mean, this is this is indicative of that. Like well, nothing else. I just wised up and I was like, look, <laughs> these guys are apathetic and and or dumb. And they have no idea what I want, and I don't. I can't get anything during the off season, so I will just go around and collect money from everybody. And I think for everybody, it, it was since their their goal was not to ingratiate any form of gratitude or love or anything from their children, but their number one goal was to be left alone. I, I know exactly. Yes. So it'd be like if my number one goal. I took a walk with Sonny Natalia last night, and Sonny gave me uh, chapter and verse of what he wanted for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He wants a trampoline. He wants a Game Boy, whatever. He wants a whatever, whatever. If so, and, and then the next day, it's like, well, Lynette wants to know. The clock's ticking. What if we get the trampoline? Who's going to assemble the trampoline? Blah, blah, blah. But if Sonny just came to me and went, uh, hey, give me $20, we'll, we'll call it square. And I was super lazy and apathetic and didn't want to deal with assembling mm-hmm. a trampoline or anything. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me go to my drawer. Hey, there you go. Merry Christmas. Now, this worked on your parents, but this is not going to work on you? No, it can't. The, the, the kids don't even they don't even dream of it. They're, I, I got... Good. I'll tell you what, because I have heard of kids asking for cash. I refuse it. It's no. a gift. This isn't time for utilitarian need fulfillment. Well, this for is a- me, it was. I mean, so I got... 10 bucks from my grandparents, 10 bucks from my stepdad, which I always thought was weird because I was like, <laughs> I don't even know you. But I got 10 bucks from him. I got 20 bucks from my mom and 20 bucks from my dad who were divorced. <laughs> and that had a grand total of like $60. And then I could was go out. Was it in out. an envelope or they would just hand you the bill? I just walk around. I think they just give me the bill. <laughs> what kind of Christmas is this? A weird one. But uh, the reason I then get angry, <laughs> there's a lot of couples on these commercials, first off, they're starting to get mixed with mm-hmm. the couples. Yes. They have this sort of blackish woman, but her hair's straight. She has a lot of Anglo features, very attractive, but still clearly we're, we're mixing these couples. The guy's good looking. The woman's phenomenal looking. They live in a modern, like the Guggenheim Museum. <laughs> I don't know how they got to live there because they're 32 years old. Yeah, They have a precocious little six-year-old. Who's there? And then the gag is who's going to who can make an excuse to drive the car more? So they do that thing where he comes back. All right, honey, I got your limes. Honey, I asked you for lemons. I better get back in the Lexus. And then they show him take off again. (laughs) And then they come back and they say, I got you an aardvark. And she said, I said avocado. Oh, man, I guess I better go back to the zoo. (laughs) And they get back into the car again. and And then at some point. 
the woman who's always smarter than the guy mm-hmm. flips the script and she's behind the wheel. She's going to get the bunt cake or whatever it is. And I just thought, and there's another one where he's giving her the car and she's like, oh, that's awesome. And then she's like, Ooh, it's got a lot of miles on it. Which, first off, backhand. Hey, bitch. <laughs> It's an $86,000 loaded Jag. Yeah, it's got 87. Set the tone for the new year. It's got 87 miles on it. So what? There's a lot of people taking the bus. How about I put some more mileage on uh-huh. it and I drive it to my fucking girlfriend's house right now? <laughs> well, yeah, listen. That's- it's a Jag commercial. Gary, you can find she's pissed. Because also, he like drove it from the dealership, and then he went on a run up in the mountains, and then he came back down, but presumably couldn't have more than 200 miles on Why it. do we... Well, first of all, the idea... that They wouldn't continue every car maker now makes some variation on the big bow around the car, look out the window, that's your gift, daddy's, uh, daddy's the lucky one this year, he gets a car. First of all... They would stop doing it if those weren't effective ads. But who's ever done that? Do you know anybody? Is that ever a thing that's happened? No, I've never, I've never seen. You'd have it. to be a multimillionaire to be giving cars away <laughs> on your gift list, right? Well, it's also a little weird to me because if Lynette got me a new Lexus and put a bow on it, I would then walk out and assume I paid for the. Yeah, the that's a great a point. Little... And also, who? Why would anybody get you a car unless you gave them great detail? I would think that's a set, a, a pretty personal choice. Like, oh, you got me an SUV. Ah, yeah, I, uh, I didn't thanks. want an SUV. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got the? Uh, is it the Jag commercial? Has anyone ever gotten a car? I mean, who does this? Oh, uh, you want me to shit ra- all over you? Rappers do it. Yeah. Oh, Gary. Tell my me, dad, I don't care. That's no, fine. My mom bought my dad one a few years ago. Holy hell. With they a mean, bow on it? Uh, yeah. She got the Gary, big bow. Gary's insane. <laughs> Gary's. Hold on. Gary's mom is insane. Gary's mom's insane. All right. Uh, Gary. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That makes me laugh. He's, uh, they got him. The- she got the Jag, loaded Jag. Why are there so many miles on it? Good looking dude. Good looking chick. Picked up the car. Drove it home from the dealer. Drove around the lake twice. Kids want to know what's going on. What? For great offers, visit your local Jaguar. What do you put on? Hundred and ten miles on it. It said nine eighty one, but it said nine eighty one. Yeah, I'll back I, up. I was like. looking for. I was looking for the dash to see what it. Uh, Boy, Gary's what it said. all full of answers this holiday he season. Really is. Oh, it did say 981. <laughs> yeah, for a little less. Than so a what? It was his car. What? Why was? What, what's uh, your business? What are you? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, also, Inspector the, Clouseau. I'm the, allowed to drive my car. The wife's always too young and too hot for the age of the kids. What are we doing as a society that in every the, every relationship represented uh, in commercials, TV, movies, everything is this thing where where the where the woman on in every relationship is positioned as sort of this um, more parental figure, and then that indicates to people at large that that should be the dynamic. The worst, I hate happy wife, happy life. I find that very condescending. Yes. And patronizing the yes. women like as though, you know, they, hey, placate them because they're not full, uh, fully developed uh, intellectually. So you have to placate them and sometimes lie to them and so on and so forth. Happy wife, happy life. Can I bring what? the insanity of my family a little bit back into the realm of the real? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get to see the side of that commercial that you never see where the next day my father and mother 
drove down to the dealership so my father could pay for his car. <laughs> oh, 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 there yeah. you go. That's that was, that was, a, that was a fun thing. That's that's why I'm saying it, it was weird. And yes, uh, I I agree. Also, it always suggests that the mother is somehow more. So there's two sides. There's a side you talk about, and then there's a side where. The mother is always the responsible one. Yeah, right. She's always. That's what I mean. Like that, the woman condescends to the guy in every commercial. She's smarter than yes. he is. Just like, like, I want to be. I, I don't want to live with my mom. There's never any. It's also there's a racial component too. Like whenever somebody's acting like an idiot, there's always a middle aged black guy looking at him, kind of weird. <laughs> it's never two black people acting like idiots and one red haired guy looking at him like they're nuts. It's the it, yeah. there's a there's a uh, it's black judgment. <laughs> All right, let's bring. All it right, up. let's. Uh, yes, we're, we're out of the gate uh, with flying colors here in this holiday season. Grinch one and Grinch two. We'll be back with more uh, podcast one sports. Good sports out. Good sports. Hey, it's Jay Moore, and it is time for America's Lakers podcast. That's right. I'm going to be hosting America's Lakers podcast. My man Aaron Larsoul, an analytical genius. He's going to bring to the table what I can't every Wednesday. Aaron. Yes. This is the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers. We are, and as the analytics expert on this podcast, I want to actually give you some props, Jay, because you were interrupting me at 42% of all sentences, and you're down to 34. What would you attribute this reduction to? I'm down to what now? 34%. 35. I interrupted you again. There's the gold standard and the purple and gold standard. America's Lakers podcast with me, Jay Moore, and my man, my brother, Aaron Larsoul, every Wednesday, podcast1.com. He's dreaming of some white privilege Just like the HuffPost said he had In popcorn tins he was pissing As a child he would listen to his mom shout, freak out in locked rooms. He's dreaming of some white privilege with every dumpster he would die. His early days weren't merry or bright When digging ditches on construction sites Nice, Rich Banks. That new this Walk year? down memory lane. That was excellent. Yeah, it was I remember excellent. that. <laughs> Matt Jones in studio, actor, comedian, improviser. Let's get physical. Very funny show. I watched the premiere last night on my computer. It's going to premiere uh, Wednesday, January 21st. Um, coming up, 8.30 on Pop TV, man. Good to meet you, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, show's very funny. It's very, 
kind of 80s. Well, it takes place now, but it kind of goes back into that crazy uh, Olivia Newton-John. And uh, if you want to look at a movie that captures the middle of the 80s, watch Perfect with John Travolta, Travolta yeah. and Jamie Lee Curtis. If mm-hmm. you want to capture mm-hmm. that weird workout craze. And, and Jane Fonda, I think, okay. I that thing yeah. in as well. Matt, uh, also, of course, uh, Breaking Bad. People, Everyone knows you as Badger. Yep. There. That's kind of nice. You started off sort of small and expanded your role, right? Uh, yeah. Um, they had me on first season. I was just supposed to sell Jesse drugs. Or, like, make drugs with them in the desert, and then I was supposed to die in the next episode, and then they were like... But everyone realized they loved you. Yeah. No, actually, the show got... Uh, there was a writer strike, so then we only had seven episodes, oh. and I couldn't wrap stuff a stay up. of execution. <laughs> so then they only did seven for a season, and I uh, they, they just kept bringing me back. I had this weird little fantasy just now, never thought about it before, but taking people in the past who s- struck... For things like folks that were working at textile mills, and they're like, we want benches without spikes on them to eat our lunch. (laughs) And the guy who owned the textile mill was like, that's insane. Next thing you know, you're going to want a vending machine. We don't want the doors chained from the outside. So if there's a fire, you're well, what to stop you from leaving and smoking a cigarette? What's next? 110 hour work week? You're right. And now, and you look at the writers and they're like, we want residuals from cable and the internet. And it's like, it's just going to be crazy. I'd like to put the list of demands. Of the writers versus the textile mill workers from uh, 1909 and just see what those were. Suffering for their... uh... Yes, we'd like to work at our workstation without a feral cat on our head. (laughs) Out of the question. Out of the question. Non-negotiable. Get the goons. Yeah. Gary, there's some homework. I'd like to find some (laughs) demands. Not for today, but I'd like to find demands from like old workers Mm -hmm. because I'd like to know what those were. It doesn't have to be the writer's guild. It could just be the teacher's union or whatever. Modern day strike. Modern day strike and ask versus the old old style one. So you got a break. Yeah. In the writer's strike. Yeah. (laughs) You're the only person that that helped. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think. I don't know. I mean, the writers were pretty bummed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I Whenever time there's been a strike, I was always like not making enough money to give a shit. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, something's wrong. I'm just trying to get a job. Like, like mm. they're demanding rights. And I'm like, I didn't even know I had any. You know what? Because I'm sh- an actor and you don't, you just get fired. They should do, <laughs> you know, the next time you're, um, they do a writer strike. I would go out, like if I had a late night show or something, always looking to build up the staff, get the better writers in there. I would go out to the writer strike and see who had the best signs. Yeah, I feel scouting. Like, Absolutely. You know, you could go to a Black Lives Matter event, but you're, you won't be headhunting over right. there or cherry picking over right. there. But I'd go out and keep my eye on the dudes that clever had the puns. good, super clever puns up yeah. there on those signs. And then when the strike's hey, over. You pass a Bacardi? Call me. That's right. <laughs> Call me. You guys reach an agreement. Right. Uh, let's get physical again on uh, Pop TV. I love the fact that there's so many outlets now for creativity. And they seem to let you guys do what you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, we shot it in Halifax, Nova Scotia, east of Maine. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, and, like, I don't know, we had a smaller budget. We're on cable. 
we just kind of fucked around. Great thing about the show is it's a comedy, but we're not saying anything. We're just it's just funny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no message. Yeah, yeah. And I'm then, getting really sick of that shit. The uh, <laughs> the thing is as well. That's curious because I can't. There was a there was a shit that stayed and a fuck that got bleeped, and I was trying to figure out. So we can say where shit. the line. <laughs> where the can, line is we can say shit we say shit a bunch <laughs> but they have to apparently bleep fuck there's like this new after nine o'clock rule on cable where you can say shit as much as you want say there's also a weird thing when they're making these rules these crazy arbitrary rules yeah. that are insane now and i've and if you've been around long enough you can look back on all the radio discussions like mm-hmm. super serious discussions like mm-hmm. no you can say you're pissed yep. and you can say you're pissed off and you can say i'm taking a piss but you can't say i pissed on my foot mm. <laughs> and like okay that makes perfect yeah. sense the I, is, I guess. Is, and yeah, they'll tell worse. you like yeah you can say shit three times in a 22 minute sitcom but you can't do it four times yeah, then an and angel you just died. like sort of look around and go yeah why i've then been on what? a sitcom for the past like four years on on cbs like network sitcom it's called mom with allison janney and and, 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 yeah, and i and yeah. i smoke weed on the show and i can say i can hold a joint in my hand that is lit and burning and say i am smoking weed right now but i cannot put it to my lips <gasps> and i cannot inhale but then they can cut back to me and i can exhale uh, again, wow. it doesn't make any sense. I, I just I have a couple thoughts whenever I hear about this stuff, because they'll do it all the time. Like they'll go they'll do it with cigarettes like, well, the workers can stand around the job site and hold cigarettes, but they can't be lit. And it's like, OK, well, what would that seem like then? A bunch of guys, a bunch of tradesmen standing around yeah. a job site holding cigarettes, but not lit. Well, then they could be lit, but they couldn't hold them you know, to set them yeah. down it's like. Or we could just do what the fuck we want to do and then die and nobody would ever give a shit. Like, remember, 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 I wish we could do this. You know, like we talk about, like, oh, it's two separate water fountains, one for black folks, one for white folks. How come no one really saw that when they were installing them and went, (laughs) do you really think this is going to last forever? Like, how could this last forever? And then somebody started arguing. Yes, that's right. (laughs) There was probably like right. the water fountain lobby because they they're like we're selling double yeah, the water, big water, water. Right. <laughs> big water fountain. But then you had like Lucy and Ricky's bed, and they had yep. to be separate beds, and you couldn't say the word pregnant yep. on air. Can't we do that with the joint? Like just jump ahead to the future oh. a few years and go. It's going to be legal in like five states. We're going to look like year. retarded people <laughs> saying trying to explain. Well, no, lit, but not no, but exhaling, yeah. but you couldn't see me inhale Actually. like. Speaking of which, I don't know if you guys ever notice this, and if if you haven't, you will do nothing but notice it now. You are not allowed to consume an alcoholic beverage in a commercial for an alcoholic right. beverage, no. whether it's beer. That's why you get Mila Kunis, like you know, uh, standing in, in, next pl- to the oak, the oak yeah. barrels, and Matthew McConaughey talking weirdly about wild turkey and right. playing the guitars. No one's actually drinking the drink; they're holding the drink. Ray Liotta's, you know, t- cheers and with the you know the the, uh, the eighteen hundred or whatever it is, but no one's ever drinking the drink. And now it drives me insane. I watch these liquor ads or beer ads or whatever the lengths they go to to have them do something else other than consume the thing they're advertising. There's even one where Doogie Howser did yeah, Heineken. a... He referenced it. He actually made a yeah, reference yeah, to like, it. Like, I can't like, consume this, so I'm going to step <laughs> off screen. Yeah. It's a beer. It's a beer that you consume. And you're selling consume. it. Why, you're selling it. We How all know what we're doing do with it. it. There's only one thing you can do with it. Why? I know. Why is that a rule? 
It's it's completely antiquated and bizarre. All right, we're gonna play uh, some nerd walking. I'll explain in a second. First, uh, let's uh, support our sponsors for this half of the show: Nightfall and History and uh, TrueCar.com. Man, good programming and uh, a good excuse to get a new vehicle in 2018. All right, so Matt, well, well, nerd walking is basically. I think Dylan went to the Star Wars opening. Yeah, the uh, opening night at the Grove. Dylan was uh, out there and talked to a few gentlemen. He's you asking nerds questions that nerds shouldn't know. Great. Right? So we'll gamble on whether or not they know them. Intro time. Nerd walking. Nerds. nerds. We're asking nerds if they know <laughs> what guys who aren't dorks should know. They are all virgins. It's time for nerd walking. Because you are nerds. Nerds. <laughs> All right, so Dylan was where exactly? At the opening of the new Star Wars movie at the Grove. At big, the Grove. Big okay. movie theater, yeah. God, I, I, you guys have these conversations. Tell me if you have these, tell me if you sail through life this way. Huh? This is, uh, both of them are going to come back. I was just looking at Fondelier. I have conversations with Fondelier all the time where I'm like walking my dog and I had him go look up some, uh, Pedialyte, liquid, whatever. Drew said, get this stuff for rehydrating. If you go out and party too much during the holidays, then you want to drink this the next day, whatever. And so I called Matt and I said, what's the... What's the calories on just the regular Pedialyte? It's packed with sugar. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh. But but it can be. Okay. But either way, I just said, what is it? I didn't know if it... I never had it before. And he said, "Uh, it's uh, 25 calories... Per container. And I said, how, how big is a container? He's like a little over a quart or something like that. And at 1.1 liter or something, almost a quart, whatever. Oh. Well, a little over a quart. And I said, no, that's not right. That doesn't sound now, right. I was walking my dog and he was on a computer. And I said, not right. And he, I went, keep looking. And then at a certain point, he said, 35 per quart or something. I said, not right. It'll be per serving. That's how they, they get you. They go, oh, only 25 calories. Yeah, per two-ounce serving. Yeah. Like, 14 whatever servings. It is. Yeah. In the- right, right. So they'll do that thing. And then he kept looking, kept looking. And eventually, the 25 was right, or the 35 was right, but it was per eight ounces or whatever it is. And then I was just walking my dog. He was on a computer, but I was telling him why right. this wasn't right. And my son wanted to go see Star Wars. He decided on Friday at like 5 o'clock. And Olga, my nanny, was online, and she's like, uh, there are only two tickets sold in the theater, Mm-mm. and the whole theater's open. Mm. And I said- Sounds like the opposite is probably Right. I, I just went, no, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's all sold, and then there's two seats open, spread out. And she's like, no, it's a blah, blah. And I'm like- Oh, my God. Look, look whatever you want to think in life, like we could all flip the coin and say, does the blue mean sold or does the gray mean sold? But it's Star Wars. It's opening night. It's five. I, I know what the answer right. is. You don't you're looking at a computer telling me something and I'm explaining no, because I get to do this. I get to come into the conversation having being born before today. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell Matt there's nothing that's 25 calories a quart. It's either like no calories per quart or 200 million, but it's by the serving. Like once you enter the conversation being born before that day, yeah. you bring a lot to the conversation and you actually know more than people that even have computers that are open telling you what's going on. 
Christy and I went out to dinner on Thursday. I, I, I just remembered this. And uh, we, we were uh, sitting at the bar having a glass of wine, whatever, and the bartender's making a drink. And I commented on um, uh, whatever it was, a martini, a James Bond, this and that. I made a, a fan comment. And she's like, oh, that's where uh, she, the bartender, she said, oh, that's where uh, stirred nut shaken came from. And I'm like, well, that's it's not, it's not how, how it goes. goes. Right. And Christy's like, oh, yeah, sure, stirred nut shaken. It's the, I'm like, no, no, it's, it's shaken nut And then they both teamed up on me and said, oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's stirred nut shaken. I created a mini scene. Hold on! You know that I know a thing or two about movies. You know that I know a thing or two about James Bond. And the bartender, whose profession it is to make drinks and know things about the drinking culture, it's like, I'm, she thinks she's like, I'm going to Google it. She Googled sh- uh, stirred, not shaken. And she goes, look, it was first result. I'm like, that's... You Googled that. So the, the, yeah. the Wikipedia entry is shaken, not stirred. There's a Wikipedia page for shaken, not stirred. It's great taste, more filling. I had to spend five <laughs> minutes on this. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Arguing with the bartender. I'm always arguing about this with people. You are wrong. They are wrong. Whoever's arguing is wrong. <laughs> why are you so married to your wrong answer? Yes. Like I, I will, why argue with the guy who's very passionately convicted about being right? I will, I will accept. Oh, I thought it was this way, but anyway, I, I don't know yeah. why people dig in and double down yeah, on the wrong, the or wrong you answers. Listen to me. Right. All right. All right. So, nerd walking. Where are we? Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down at the Grove. Sturge. Here we go. What does ten W thirty refer to? Mm. All right. So Matt, will he know? Will Does this dude in his tie-dyed mm. Star Wars shirt and his little hat and glasses know the answer? It looks custom. We can use yeah. we can use Gina as a yardstick. I mean, he looks well. like he has a shitty car, so he might have to put oil <laughs> oh, in from time point. to time. Yeah. Yeah, you have to put the oil in. You have to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? You want full synthetic? You want semi-synthetic? You want blended? You want the uh, dinosaur? <laughs> Oil. What do you What do you want to do? Just what be a been? Jiffy Lube guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, yeah. remember how you were going to use me as a yardstick? Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you. Isn't that stuff you put in the door so it stops squeaking? Yeah, that's WD forty. Okay. Ten W thirty. All right. I feel good about this now. I'm going to feel good about this. I'm going to say no. He has I'm no idea. No. no. Gene says no. Brian. No. I'm going to say no too. What does ten W thirty refer to? Some size of, some size of clothing. What? Boom. what? Boom! Extra credit for that answer. Some size. That's a fat person. <laughs> you, you, you want to know the interesting? Ten wide. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I was talking to uh, Av Ed over at the other shop yeah. the other day, and I said um, we we're laughing about the freeway signs with the mm-hmm. uh, fire safety. Don't get burned right. or whatever up the hell. Let, let it go up, up and, and smoke. smoke. Yeah. yeah, click it or tick it or slow for the cone zone and the big waste and, and the waste of this sign. The big electronic signs everywhere. You're not putting anything on it. And I just went. What if they just read yoga pants aren't for everyone? <laughs> and that would be something that I don't let fire safety go up. And so I just would rather have yoga pants. I've seen a lot of chicks mm-hmm. uh, bopping around in yoga pants. who got no business in yoga pants. Mm-hmm. And he went, oh, my God. His girlfriend has started this like eBay online business. Uh-huh. And the biggest request for the apparel and stuff is a triple XL yoga pants. Oh, that's wow. the one that oh, that's the one America is dying to get. I would argue you shouldn't make it in triple yeah, XL. Don't exist. Go full Abercrombie. It only goes to medium. Yeah, there's no such thing as a a barrel of caviar. You get it in a little tin. That's how it's enjoyed. Trial Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, next one. So we're all we're all want to know. Yeah. New nerd. We got a new we got nerd. Pictures, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> 
what does HVAC stand for? Hmm. I didn't know this till ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. There's always the chance that his his you know he's rebelling against yeah. his family right. and his dad works in HVAC. Right. You know right. Right. I mean? like, right. There, there's that chance. So heating and air, yeah, yeah. HVAC. I, what is the ventilation. V? Ventilation. ventilation okay, right? yeah. I didn't know what the yeah. V stood for. Yeah. All right. You got to get an HVAC license. So yeah. now you want to go no, but then you start thinking, now wait a minute, yeah, they're going to mix these things up a little bit. Or, yeah. If you own a home, I'm going to say yes. Matt says yes. Gina Grant? No. I didn't get, know the V, so I'm. I'm well, I got a funny answer. No, he doesn't know. I'm going to go no. Matt says Matt could jump out to a lead here. Uh. What does HVAC stand for? I know it has to do with air conditioning. Uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning? <gasps> yeah. Oh, Matt went rogue. Good job. Yeah. Rogue one. Right. <laughs> the rare star was reference. I can't believe you even knew that. Yeah. Matt's out. Uh, out the I want to see that Churchill movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, like Darkest Hours. Yeah, I'm looking calls. forward to that. Yeah, Gary yep. Oldman. All right, let's do. Uh, you know, do Gary another. Oldman's never won an Oscar. I know, crazy. Wow. Yeah. So many great roles. Yeah. yeah. So well, so maybe he'll get one for this. For this one, go ahead. Sorry. Hey, what are the two most widely used types of screwdrivers? Uh, can I guess, and we can use that as a uh, Phillips and a flathead. Yeah, a slot head or something like that. We'd accept something like that. All right, that's something. Well, so one of those things where it sounds complicated, but if you really thought about it, yeah. you could picture the flat one yeah, and the, the star one, or the cross one. Oh. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Will we accept the flat one and the star one, or do you have to name Phillips? <laughs> I, I will accept him describing the oh. two. Okay, I'll say yes. Well, that, then- that's something every college kid has, the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. I'll say yes, he knows. He looks a little um, nervous to me, so I'm saying no. He's a little no. twitchy. Yeah. Um, Gina Grant. Again, I'm only going by me, and uh, he looks like he maybe uh, put a couple of uh, Millennium Falcons together on his table, so I'll say yes. All right, you can go to amcurl.com if you want to see what everyone looks like, <laughs> although you don't have to. Uh, I'm going to say no's. He does know. Okay. What are the two most widely used types of screwdrivers? Uh, drive screw nails and... <laughs> I don't know, like, any name those nails, so. Oh, what? Boy. I never misunderstood <laughs> the question. was not on my menu. Yeah. <laughs> There's this new, like, thing with the next generation of people of, like, you don't comb your fucking hair. Yeah. And you just, wear, just roll out of bed kind of thing. Yeah. And then they don't bother to learn shit. I'm also very interested <laughs> in the okay, people. Grandpa. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so get tired. off your lawn. I really am tired of it. I'm interested. I like the people... I wish I could get to this place where I just simply volunteered information, even even if it was nonsensical, yeah. because you asked yeah. me a question. I feel like there's a lot of people I ask questions to, and they just fire out something. Get something out there. And I go, what, is, what does that even mean? And they go, oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, but don't. Don't say it then if if you don't know what it means. Yeah, his answer was, was what? Let's hear his answer one more time. Nonsensical. Yeah. Nonsensical. Is he screw drive nails? Yeah, is he four? He had a slight accent. All right, let's drive hear it screw again. nails. Yeah, hear it again. Yeah, awesome. Sorry, we're going over the score of the game here. I didn't know okay. you wanted to hear that again. Hang on. All right. Well, uh, it's it was weird enough that it's worth answer. it. <laughs> I know it has to do with air. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Sorry. Wrong file. War. We'll pull it up right here. <laughs> 
I'd like to hear more about what Matt thinks of his hairstyle. Uh, drive screw nails and I don't know, like, any name those nails, so. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I'm on Jeopardy and somebody says, uh, you know, French literature and I just yell out falafel, <laughs> like, I'm probably not going to get it right. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just won't say anything or what I'll go, falafel? I don't know or pass it's or like whatever a, it is. It's like, a but confident I just, ignorance. Yeah. I feel like people just are willing... People, I have conversations with people all day where they like say things to me, and I go, I don't, but I don't even know what you mean <laughs> by, by what that is. Falafel. Yeah. All right, what's the score here, Gary? Uh, it's three to three for Matt. To everyone else is one. So the next one, Matt gets right. Game over. You can't wow. be caught. Wow. All right, here we go. When hunting deer, what does point refer to? Oh. Uh, by the way, this guy looks like the guy who was wrangling the gimp. <laughs> And Pulp Fiction. He's definitely <laughs> one sleeping. of the, the, gimp, the Gimp Wrangler guy. Maynard. I'm pretty sure the name was Maynard, yeah, the character's right. name. The, uh, yeah, Zed, Maynard. Zed was the Spider's other guy. Spider's got a couple flies. <laughs> um, on point, is this the guy who's in the lead? A guy, like, in a when you're know. hunting no, deer? No, the point, I'm almost positive, refers to the, uh, the, the antlers. antlers. Yeah, like a 10-point oh, buck. Yeah, right. How many 10. points? But yeah, it's how many points the antlers described it in a weird way, right? On point? Or something? Look at here the explanation. When hunting deer, what does point refer to? All right, ten Trip, point. This guy right. looks outdoorsy, or oh, so he's got the long hair. Yeah, so he could be a, a nature bearded. guy. Yeah, more picking berries than hunting bucks. Just, so yeah. there's like white trash nerd, and then there's like never left the house nerd. Which one? Mm-hmm. Is it's tough. That's a tough call. I'm gonna go doesn't know yeah. because it, the description some, was a little. That's confusing. some deep trivia too. I, I don't think I'll know that. We gotta I'm go. Gonna, I, don't, say, I don't. I don't. I know there are there are parts of the of the country where it's not deep trivia. But not I think the, 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 point, the point is okay. It's just when hunting, what does point mean? Is weird because you think of the hunters, oh, right, right. not the, the, group, the deer or, yeah. or whatever it is. But go ahead. I'm gonna say yes. Well, okay, then, Matt well, then, says yes. We gotta say no. Gina, if Matt yeah, says yes. No. <laughs> we all say no. When hunting deer, what does point refer to? The antlers. <gasps> Nobody knows like Matt. How did you do that? Who did you talk to? (laughs) I'm just good at reading people. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a blessing and a curse. Bring it home. Because you are nerds. Stellar performance. Yeah, really. Get the the news ready, Gina Grant. I'll tell you guys about Nightfall. New scripted drama series, Nightfall, Wednesdays, 10 o'clock on History. Set in medieval France, tangled in politics and conflict. One courageous Templar knight will lead the order, his order, of warrior monks on a life-or-death mission to find the lost Holy Grail. Tom Cullen from uh, Downton Abbey leads the cast, take viewers deep inside the most powerful, mysterious military order of the Middle Ages. Everyone is putting out good content these days. This show looks amazing. The uh, I don't know what the, how, how the budgets work, but it looks like they're limitless. It's a um, nightfall. It's Wednesdays. It's 10 p.m. It is uh, on history. And uh, as long as you want to know, he who controls the grail holds the power. Nightfall, history, Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock. And say hi to uh, Tom Cullen from uh, Downton Abbey over there. All right. Let's do a little news, Gina Grad. Let's do it. Give you the news with Grad. News with Gina Grad. Breaking 
viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad, trouble in the Middle East, celebrity drunk meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina The news with Gina Grad. Well, apparently, if you rebuffed Harvey Weinstein's sexual advances, it could cost you movie roles. Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson says he didn't hire Mira Sorvino or Ashley Judd, two of Weinstein's accusers, after the producer warned him off of them. Uh, Jackson said, quote, I recall Miramax telling us that Judd and Sorvino were a nightmare to work with and we should avoid them at all costs. This was probably in 1998. At the time, we had no reason to question what these guys were telling us, but in hindsight, I realized it was very likely the Miramax smear campaign in full swing. Mirror well, smear. Yeah. That's um, right. Hashtag mirror smear. Ashley could be difficult to work with regardless. Right. She seems like an insane person to me. Although uh, Mirror Servino doesn't. Yeah, seems. So uh, people could be, could be a head case coincidence. But I'd like to think that Harvey's that evil. It does well, kind of add up, too, because Mirror Servino had a great career going. She was kind of the princess away. of Miramax along yeah. with Gwyneth Paltrow. Do you have to so if you're like harvey weinstein and it's sort of implied that if you don't lay down with me it's going to hurt your career but then i think a, a practical rapist would just move on to the next victim and not like go well, now, practical rapist. new snl character i gotta make some phone calls and also hurt the product a little right, bit if this right. person would be good for this right. thing do they have to do it and then see my here's my thing I feel like people always do what's best for them or easiest for them. So if if Mira Servino would be good for this role and she rebuffed your advances and you can't see the only thing that would work for him, like with Harvey, if he got her not included in the project and then said, spread the word, right? Like let everyone know this is what happens when you don't accept my advances. Then it's a tactic. But if you just do it quietly, it doesn't really help his cause. I feel like he's just off to the next model. I don't know. Speaking of which, is it a supply and demand thing? Because the, the thing about Miramax, for you know, if Mercervino is out, you know, if Harvey Weinstein, there's always a Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm being very b- broad about it, but you know what I mean. Like, there's it's an, it's an endless, bottomless pit of right. you know, but, products. But th- this is '98. Ashley Judd, Mira Sorvino, very famous, very mm. working at the time. Well, there's a whole bunch of things. First off, every actor that we can't remember right now was very something yeah. at some time that didn't have before Harvey Weinstein was born or after he dies. Like there's there's always that. Every single actor and actress has a story of they wanted to cast me as the original Spider-Man or Bond or whatever, but they changed their mind or I didn't do it or whatever. There's a zillion. You can't do a, hey, man, A and B equals C right. or one and two. Equal four or three. Yeah. The point is, I'd like to think Harvey's a horrible douchebag and did this, except for there's so many million countless examples of this in the past that have nothing to do with him. I just assume he's moving on to his next victim. That's uh, that's me. But all right. Very possible. Well, speaking of that, more women have come forward to accuse Dustin Hoffman of disgusting sexual misconduct, according to Variety and The Hollywood Reporter. Let me give my theory. Uh Big dudes can't get away with that kind of talk. <laughs> That's a little dude's Napoleon. jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. They, you're allowed to Under say. Under the radar, literally. That's kind of, <laughs> yeah, you can say 
also, I mean, I'm guessing he's saying weird things. Well, What's young, he doing? Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, several of them, uh, the accusers, were still in high school when uh, Hoffman allegedly preyed upon them. Most of the incidents date back from the 70s and 80s. Uh, they've been verified by the victim's friends and family members. A Broadway co-star claimed every performance night, just as she was about to take the stage, Hoffman shoved his hand up her skirt. Corey Hunter recalls an incident from 1987 after he... Uh, says he. Oh, yeah. Hoffman took a shower and said, quote, he walked out naked. He got into bed and asked me to massage his feet. He called me out to ask how old I was. I told him 16. Another victim who's remained uh, anonymous claimed Hoffman enticed her to visit his home and meet his new puppy. But when she arrived, there was no puppy. Instead, Hoffman exposed himself. She recalled, quote, <laughs> hey, Rain Man. That's what he calls us. <laughs> yep. I'd never seen it. Oh, when I say wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just I should have oh, just stopped that, that, at yeah, Wiener. Must have had yeah, I should have stopped at Wiener. She said, I'd never seen a naked man before. I had never seen anything like it. I was sitting there, eyes wide open. He told me, I'll be finished soon. I don't want to defend the man, but if you're going to start, wouldn't you like to start with, uh, you know, a 40-year-old Dustin Hoffman who basically looks like a teenage girl naked, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean, five foot nothing, yeah. 127 pounds, like hairless. Not very imposing. Yeah. You know I mean? Like in terms of starting. Yeah, that's a good, the rock. That's entry level. Yeah. Very manageable. Yeah, you don't want Gronkowski to be the first penis your daughter (laughs) witnesses. You know what I mean? Spiking her basket, you know, pulling it off her 10 speed and spiking it. I'm just saying. I look, I'm trying to make a good thing out of a very yeah. negative situation yeah. it's here. It's a real silver lining. The, a, how long ago was the Dustin Hoffman exposure? 70s Wiener and dog? 80s. Yeah, I mean, you know what Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman looks impish now. Mm. Like when Dustin Hoffman was like, 29 he right. looked like a man child like yeah. like a, there was nothing there like smaller five one i think yeah, yeah. a smaller version of an adult male yeah yeah right all right well i mean that deal. chick had dudes in her high school on the football team that were, were twice yeah. dustin hoffman yeah. yeah yeah well i should be yeah. a lawyer yeah. <laughs> hey man My client is clearly <laughs> hey dusty drop trial dude now look at that Uncut, no big deal. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A, man. Come on. I mean, you look at him when he was when he was thirty. He just seemed like a cute chick, yeah, like the graduate. Almost. And I think the guys, a lot of the guys who have that going for him, try to see what they the non threatening angle. Well, speaking of that, I was listening to the uh, on the radio. I didn't do uh, didn't research it further, but they're calling out David Cassidy. So I don't know if that makes uh, your point of the sort of well, girlyish. Here, here's boy. the whole here's the whole thing. If you take guys like David Cassidy or maybe Dustin Hoffman, whoever, who are just getting tons of tail all the time, wherever they go, they end up treating the world like a rock man treats a mini bar in a hotel, which is like, (laughs) tell the Rolling Stones or whoever, it's closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're going to have, they just go, fuck it. It's another thing. And they, like they pull on it. It's like locked or something. Yeah. They go, fuck it. Somebody go get a crowbar. Let's go get this thing uh, open. Like yeah. they don't even know. That's their whole life yeah. is just traveling and fucking no and fucking and traveling. That, And I believe in their mind, there's a crazy blurry, not Harvey Weinstein, right. but like a David Cassie, probably crazy blurry line. What do you you're, mean? No. You're like Rob Lowe, sure. you know, and you're traveling around, you're getting shit faced. You're just fucking stuff. I don't even know if you know in your mind like the difference between the bad stuff and the good stuff or the stuff you shouldn't do and the stuff you should do. Like, do you think any of those rock bands from the 70s and 80s with all the groupies and all the whatever? I don't even know if in their brain they can draw a distinction between the time they crossed the line or the time the chick was following them around. Like, this one big 
weird rape haze, I believe. There's yeah. this thing that I think the general public does not realize about people that are like super fucking famous, like stupid famous people. Uh, the coolest that they can be, there's something wrong with all of them. They're all a little weird, like no matter what. Like they can be the nicest person in the world, but they don't live in reality. Yeah, it's not, I know. They don't I, live in the real world. It's the they're just just a little bit off. And no, they just, do. Uh, look, they do stuff like so and so, and you go, "Where so and so?" Huge megastar, and it's like he's sitting in his car talking on the phone. It's like, yeah. well, we were supposed to start ten minutes ago. I know he's not done with his phone call, right. and it's like. That doesn't exist in the real world yeah. where you sit in your car and wake everyone wait, the yeah. whole production wait for you until you're done with yeah. your conversation. Or he's not coming out of his trailer. Why not? Says he's tired. <laughs> he wants to take a nap. You know, like the entire production waits on Bruce Willis or whoever because he's not coming. So that's a kind of unreality. Yeah. And then that just blows into the sexual world, too. Like there's no regular dude that's like, hey, come on up to my room model and watch me beat off in the shower. To Harvey Weinstein, at the height of his powers, he'd be like, well, why wouldn't they want to see that? Like we all know they wouldn't want to yeah. see that. Yeah. It's a good point. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, actor Matt Damon is facing serious backlash after making a few love this. controversial comments regarding sexual harassment. He I was, love that it's controversial. Yeah. How is it? Very controversial. No, there's nothing. What is that? I'll break it down for you. He was appearing on Popcorn with Peter Tavers on Wednesday. And Damon, Wait, tra- Travers. Travers, I'm sorry. Thank you. Damon uh, suggested all sexual misconduct allegations shouldn't be treated with the same ferocity. Damon made the statement while re- referencing the harassment and assault allegations that have been recently made against, you know, Harvey Weinstein. I Kevin like Spacey. it when they go, like, he made these unfortunate comments. It's yeah. like, what, or, or, unfortunate or no shit. Right. Well, this is what he said. In quote, he said, I think it's wonderful that women are feeling empowered to tell their stories. and It's totally necessary. I do believe there's a spectrum of behavior. You know, there's a difference between patting someone on the butt and rape and uh, child molestation, right? Both of those behaviors need to be confronted and eradicated without question, but they shouldn't be conflated. Whatever the actor hoped to accomplish with his comments, the internet, not interested. Hope to accomplish. Yep. The social media response to Damon's comments was outrage with a number of people. <laughs> I love the outrage. <clears throat> outrage. outrage. It's like saying water's wet and gravity exists. Like, how can you how be outraged you? over somebody, I think, came back. I, I know Mini Driver, who I've always been convinced that wouldn't be hot for name was Gertrude Driver. Mini. People love that name. I've never been a tractor. I've never liked her, but Minnie's works nice, nice for her. Minnie got uh, outraged and so did. She had another. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, thank you, was yeah. the other one that got outraged. But again, what are we outraged? Seems pretty straightforward and reasonable, yeah. honestly. Well, I don't have the, the famous quotes. I only have a couple of the uh, the, the randoms. Uh, one said, Matt Damon, you know there's a Hold difference. Hold on. Find yeah. uh, Alyssa Milano, who I'm in love with. Uh, She's very pretty. Find her, and she does apparel for the NFL. I was going to say. And, uh, find, she, she tweeted out somewhere along the bottom of her tweet, she made like a cancer reference. It's also weird, too, when people bolster your point by their right. attack against your point. Like she did yeah. a thing where it's like, so, uh, you know, Matt Damon, cancer's, uh, cancer's, evil and it's all evil and it's like equally evil and some is worse than others but it's still evil and he's like That's going he yeah but if you if you full-blown colon cancer or whatever yeah. and Angry you're gonna be is. dead in two weeks versus a cancerous polyp uh, yeah. on your shoulder that there's we could cut difference. out there's if a you could pretty choose. 
oh my God, if you could choose for your child what cancer they yeah. get, and there's some that is abs- almost benign. I mean, stuff can be worked on sure, easily sure, and corrected. Sure. Yes, that's what Matt Damon is saying, Alyssa yeah. Milano. He's describing your example is exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah I, I have to say, I'm married and I have, uh, oh, there you go. It says that there are different stages of cancer, some more treatable than others. It's still cancer. Well, you can go back. Right. She she set it up too, Gary. But yeah, it it is still cancer. But some kills you and a horrible treatable. death in a in a matter of weeks or months, and some you go into your eighties with. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, what is the? I uh, think the point so, I'm trying to make is like I'm married, and if my wife's really pissed off about something, uh, first off, it's difficult being married, <laughs> but truly pissed off about something. Sometimes I'll be like, try to give my opinion, and she's like. Look, I don't want your fucking opinion. I just need you to listen and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the thing right now is all these women are mad because – and men – I think at this point we just – regardless if what he said might have made sense, um, <laughs> it just we, – Well, it's what he, like, like we just probably should look, shut the fuck up and listen yeah, for a while. Basically, yeah, yeah that, you're exactly right. It's no all, it's all emotional. It's, there's nothing. Yeah. And so, so what it is – so here's what it is. Don't get to your wife. <laughs> Here's what she's saying. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like a Black Lives Matter thing where you kind of start talking. You go, well, let me tell you. And they're like, hey, Whitey, you can't talk. Yeah, yeah. No talking. Don't talk about rap. You're a fucking white guy. Right. So, uh, all right. What is Alyssa Milano? Start at the bottom. Okay. It says sexual harassment, misconduct, assault, and violence is a systemic disease. The tumor is being cut out right now with no anesthesia. Please send flowers. Hashtag me too. Then she says there are different stages of cancer, some more treatable than others, but it's still cancer. Right. But there's a huge difference Mm -hmm. between still being this. All right. And I don't even know if some of this is cancer. I don't know what George, I don't know, I would call what George Bush did in his wheelchair. Can't, I wouldn't call that cancer. I don't, that's, that's not mild sexual harassment. That's old guy from a different era yeah. making a joke that he makes all the time with a little bit of senility woven in. Here's what your wife's saying. What your wife is saying is what women basically, guys should understand this is how women are wired early and often. It's a much better life for us. What Matt Damon is doing is, hey, I'm a thinking person. Uh, I'd like to s- help solve a problem. <laughs> I will give you the official particulars on what the problem is. What the women are saying is, I just want a hug and for you to shut up. Yeah. So he's 100% right, but he's 100% wrong for bringing it up. Like if your wife's grandpa dies mm-hmm. and you sit around and go, well, it's – it's a difficult time, but, yeah. you know, he was 88. Yeah. Statistically, males only make it to well, males that were born in 1927, like your grandfather didn't you see their giving the 71st birthday. I know, I only missed. Also, the fact that, you know, for a guy who smoked and drank as much and yeah. uh, ran around, although I don't know if I should need to factor that in, but he liked the ladies. For a guy who had that kind of devil may care sort of uh, mm-hmm. sort of uh, relationship with his own personal health, once again, eighty eight, fantastic Good number, run. yeah, solid uh, for that. Um, he, uh, you know, and you know, it's not look, he'll be missed, but not missed Monday at work. I mean, he'd been <laughs> retired for a number yeah, of years no now. No one's counting on him to show up. And as far up. as like 
elevator operator. I'm not even sure if that's a job yeah. anymore. Or but a figure, uh, like a mascot for the. So he wasn't a hyper achiever, but yeah. again, he's going to be missed. Now she just says, "All I want you to do is shut up and hug me and say like I know what you're going through at this point, but not break it down statistically." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Matt Damon was basically going, "Hey, eighty-eight. Here's the deal. The average male lives to seventy-two and a half. Not too shabby." And that's not what they <laughs> want to hear. Not one, not yeah. on the no. ride home from the funeral. But in Matt Damon's conven- uh, uh, defense, he worked with Weinstein, so people are goading him into this and trying to get him to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. And but he I, needs to just say, "Look, I'm a guy, and I have no place to talk about. It. I should shut up." But as far as and I agree, as far as everyone is outraged over everything, you, the whole thing about outraged. the out the outrage. Trash can is it's not bottomless. You got to save it for the guys that are out there. Really, n- don't waste any of your precious outrage yeah. ammunition on yeah. Matt Damon. He's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. All right. Boy, I wish we could get rid of outrage and backlash. That's yeah. the 2018 goal. Well, you could save your outrage for this guy. USA Today reports that the alleged white supremacist who drove his car into a crowd of protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia, killing one person and injuring 19, is now charged with first-degree murder. Uh, 20-year-old James Fields is accused of deliberately plowing his car into the crowd, which had assembled to protest a white nationalist rally. Uh, 32-year-old Heather Heyer was struck and killed. <laughs> Prosecutors initially sought a second-degree murder charge, but asked that it be upgraded to first-degree, and the judge agreed that there was probable cause. He's also charged with eight counts of aggravated malicious wounding. The case will now go to a grand jury. Um, in ter- when there's a rally for white supremacists, I feel like if you don't show up and nobody shows up but them, then it's kind of handball against the curtains for them. <laughs> like they want something to bounce back at them. And that's what gets them how much less news coverage would there be at the white supremacist rally if nobody showed up to chant back at them? I mean, it's got to be 92%. Le- I don't even know how much ink it gets if nobody shows up. I- I'd say like the best thing, this is like, we shouldn't dignify it mm-hmm. with showing up. What, what I'm saying is, is <coughs> white supremacy is insane. There's way less of it than we like to talk about because it's a big deal. We like to make a big deal out of it, but in terms of white supremacists who walk among us, it's almost zero. Let the almost zero crew go out, yell themselves hoarse, and then go home. Why? Yeah. Why even? Why? Why you know, dignify it? You know the you know clan. I mean? The clan used to have a lot more protests, a lot more like a clan rally in the streets, uh, and people would just ignore it and they wouldn't really report on it as much. They'd be like. Oh yeah, the, the fucking clans marching again. <laughs> just let them Next. go by. Yeah, like, they, just, they didn't. They there used to be a lot more. You, you of it. need uh, in a weird way. You need that other opponent to yeah. spar. Otherwise, yeah. you're just doing shadow boxing, and yeah. you're going to tire out and just head back to the shower. I feel like the other opponent. The goal is like the the media and the press and the coverage and the social media and stuff because <laughs> I like with the tiki torches. Was anyone there? Counter protesting, or was it just them marching? <laughs> you know Probably I mean? like, uh, Pier torches. One Imports. Yeah, where they got the torches. Like, this is funny because the tiki torches seem so gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, it, yeah. it does like help. They were designing their party. own. I just very I, festive. I don't think even I, I think I think the news shows up and looks for a skirmish. Yeah, and uh, if there's no skirmish, it's not so much news. You know, I wonder about that because what you say makes so much sense and I I completely agree and, and, and thought the same thing when this was kind of in the only <laughs> thing we were talking about in the news. But then I also wondered what if these guys were constantly walking down the streets having these big parades and nobody 
said anything. There's not does enough it, of them. Well, does it feel like, ah, sweet freedom. We get to march down the streets and chant and nobody uh, who, even... Who, I, I don't know. Well, there's not enough of them. That's no. what I'm saying. There are not enough of them to fill up the streets. Also, you go to a parade and nobody shows up. It's not really a parade. Sad you, you know. Procession. So I, I think they know... Like, yeah, you're right if they were 5% of the population or... One percent of the population. There'd be a lot of people showing up, having a lot of things. They're not right. Okay, they so let- seem like more when we come out right. and then we push in, and then there's a scrum, and then right. they film it, and then they throw it all over the news. But what if let's let's make it a little more micro? Say it's one small town with this these damn you know however many forty dudes keep taking over the street every night in your little town. Does that make a difference? You know what I mean? No, I know, but that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> they. So we live in a little town, and they take over the streets every night. Well, I'm just thinking like Charlottesville. Like it's like yeah, but how many Charlotte? How many times do they? I don't know. They don't, don't do know. it every night. All right, you go protest. No, but what no, I'm saying I, is, I'm, is, I'm just yes, to think you of can find a angle. scenario like what if you lived in Clansville, USA, and you were the only black Jew, population, and you. they would surround your house every night with torches. Would you ignore them? And the answer is no. Like you can figure yeah. out a scenario where we live in a small town and it's mostly Klan's people, and they go out every night and take over the town square. I, I see a sitcom. But what I'm saying is, Clansville, USA. I preface this, Gina Grad, by saying there are not enough of them to go out and effectively do this. Yes, if they if there was a convention and you're staying at the same uh, Red Roof Inn right, right. And, and they wanted to take over the buffet, there is a sound. I'm sorry for shaming you. But no, what no. I, 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 I want to what I'm saying the is there's not enough of them. Right. There's, not, there's not enough. There isn't enough. It feels like there's a bunch because we, we keep talking and talking right. and talking, but there really isn't enough. They should, you should go out. They should walk in a circle until they get tired and head back. I, I bet they would look at it at, like, like, like soccer hooligans. If you just got out of their way and let them just run down the street, you didn't get in and mix it up with them, I think they'd be disappointed. I think they would consider it not a victory if they just went out, chanted until they were hoarse, chanted at nobody, really, and then they just head back and it didn't get any ink. But one of the good things about it is a lot of the guys that were in that march, because they were marching without hoods for the first time, and they all looked like... I mean, they're part of it. A- oh, it was worse than when Kiss yeah. took the makeup <laughs> off. Unmasked. Unhooded. But it was like, but it's like they're all walking. They all look like douchebags that work at your office. And um, a bunch of them got fired from their jobs. Oh, really? A bunch yeah. of them went back. Yeah. Go, and people saw their pictures on the news. Oh, really? And they lost their jobs. And they're like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, like I point. agree. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good thing. The one guy who worked for Chick-fil-A got a raise. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but don't count on it. Don't count Hobby on working for Hobby Lobby. Lobby and Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's boy. right. All right, let's bring it home. <laughs> you got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gina, Gina That was the news with Gina Grad. Ah, uh, yeah. True car, man. I got some tips for you. Remove all that. Uh, a lot of people driving around with lots of stuff in the trunk. A lot of junk in the trunk these days. We're in the holidays and all that. Excess weight, man. It's hurting your mileage. So uh, pull that stuff out and take care of it. Also, I did not know this. Key fob, put it under your chin and increase its range. This is one of those things where me and Dr. Drew were going, are you kidding me? And Gary was doing what he does, which is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. as, I said, as I said, I can't explain it, but I've heard this. I've tested it. It's you're out in the parking lot at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. You're looking for your car. You had a few brews. You yep. can't find the car. It's not marked. It's parked on the golf cart. You put it under your chin. And you click it, and your head actually works like a, like, like a bit of an antenna. All yeah. the, all oh, the, like uh, being all able to hear the there. radio in your teeth? Yeah, like if you have fillings. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a. Uh, I think it was an episode of the Partridge Family. Anyway, uh, Cassidy's going to be missed. All right, so you want to enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience? You go with True Car. Our own Chris Max Patty used it over here. Worked out very nicely for him and his Prius. Enjoy a faster buying experience. Connect with a True Car certified dealer in and out. You're getting a new car, getting a used car. You got to go with True Car. True Car, some features not available in all states. <coughs> Sorry about the uh, voice, everybody, but my problem is I can't stop talking. Even when I'm, even when I'm at home, I can't stop pontificating. Uh, we got a live basic cable commentary that's coming up Thursday, January 25th, Irvine Improv. We're doing Cobra, so go out and check that out. We'll have the one from the ship up and ready pretty soon, so says Gary. Also, Corolla Drinks, I got a holiday special. You can uh, say hi to Lynette over there. And J. Joe doing a bang up. Wait a minute. Why don't say bang? Don't say bang. Job over there. Matt Jones, Let's Get Physical. Very funny. Premieres uh, Wednesday, January 24th. Coming up, 8.30 on Pop TV. You can go to poptv.com. And, uh, oh, the movie. We didn't even get to a movie. A Bad Idea Gone Wrong. It's available now on digital platforms and video on demand and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to go to Amazon and look for anything, why don't you bookmark us and uh, go through us a little bit? Uh, well, it adds up and it helped. And chassis, two S's and a Y in there. We got a lot of new offerings as well. And until, oh, I went to, uh, I went online and I looked at the Royal Caribbean Explorer of the Seas. Great looking ship, man. Steakhouses and sushi and everything else. We're going first class this time, man. Rock wall. There's rocks. There's a rock wall. Surfing machine. We have a I will be on that surfing machine. I I will tell you that. You will see my ass on that surfing surfing machine. So, until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt Jones, Sheena Grandball, Brian Sam. Mahalo. Yoga pants aren't for everyone. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. And this is to Take a Knee. It's an awesome podcast. It might make you a better person. Tickets and info on all the live podcasts, man, great events, books, movies, and more. Go to adamcarolla.com.